Welcome to chapter 18 of Only Half the Story podcast. This is where we interview the most passionate of the passionate people of those who are in the pursuit of achieving their goals and dreams. On today's episode, we have Bob Bay, a.k.a. the world's most favorite bearded man, a.k.a. Bobby Hobart. And he is the host of Purpose in the Youth podcast. Ever since discovering his show, he has been an inspiration for me since starting Only Half the Story podcast. Purpose in the Youth is an interview-based talk show that brings inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, just about any ambitious mind together as they dissect the difference between the good versus the great. It's a fantastic show. Please check it out. I'm going to link it on the show notes of this episode but let's get this party started. This is Only Half the Story Podcast. My name is Andrew Haft, and let chapter 18 begin. This is chapter 18 of Only Half the Story podcast with the one and only Bob Bay. Hey, you said it right, bro. The world's favorite bearded man. He is the host of Purpose in the Youth podcast. If you haven't heard of it, go check it out. But we have him here on Only Half the Story, and it is an absolute pleasure. So, Bob Bay, what's going on, man? How are you? Not much, man. Hoping these Sox uh, close the World Series this uh, this season. I know we got a Yankee fan now. Yeah, so that's get out of here with that. Come on now. Well, a hot topic, huh? It's a little sensitive. I'm sensitive towards it. I can't lie. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But um, I mean, everything's going good, man. Just hustling, breathing, staying alive, feeling good, eating. You know, just making making sure we're we're alive and well. You know. Well, that's great to hear. And yeah. I, I wouldn't expect anything less. And I want to kick it off for those who might be living under a rock can you just yeah. give everybody a hundred foot view who you are what you're all about what purpose in the youth is all about this is kind of a loaded question but just to yeah. set a playing field of of what people should expect as they listen to yeah, this man. episode yeah so uh if people are listening i hope they strap on their seatbelt because they definitely got we're, we're gonna have a, a bumpy ride but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my name is Bobby Hober. The world knows me as Bob A., the world's favorite beauty man, the world's favorite Uber driver. Um, I'm from Chippewa, Massachusetts originally. I ended up going to college outside of Boston at LaSalle College for a year. Transferred over to Bentley University, graduated there in 2016. Didn't want to go the corporate route. Um, and being the stubborn man that I am, I didn't apply to a job. I, I didn't see anything I was passionate about. Didn't really find anything I really cared to be a part of. So... Kind of not sure what my passion was, not sure what my purpose was, as weird or cliche as that might be to say. Like, I, I truly, uh, I didn't know what it was. And so I was listening to a lot of podcasts, but there were there was nothing focusing on the youth. There was nothing focusing on, like, the 20-year-olds who were graduating college and didn't really know what to do next. And so always wanting to build my own platform, I just said, well, if I can't find it, I'm going to create it. And so that's exactly what I did. I ended up launching... Um, purpose in the youth in August of 2016, pretty much the vision was to capture young, passionate people from all walks of life. Two years later, I've, I've definitely been following that path that I wanted to create from artists, DJs, producers, to entrepreneurs, vloggers, makeup artists, film directors, photographers, entrepreneurs. I mean, just a very wide range of people. And so I've been very fortunate um, ended up moving out to Los Angeles in September of 2017 to kind of follow my dream of always wanting to live in LA and wanting to pursue the podcast to another level. I knew, well, this is the place I've always wanted to live. And on top of that, it's Los Angeles, California. It's entertainment capital pop, prop, you could argue, in the world. So I said, let's do it. Moved out here, uh, been out here for a year and some change. And uh, I feel like the party is just getting started, man. The party's just getting started. I love it. Party's just getting started. That's quite the introduction, and I have a few questions from that intro. I yeah. want I want to hear about. You, you mentioned that you were stuck on finding your passion, and there was a period of your life where you didn't necessarily apply for a job when you were graduating college, and that's yeah. definitely 
taking the path less traveled, especially in a college environment yeah. where everyone and their mother is applying for jobs and making sure they're set up for success when they graduate. Yeah. What was going through your mind during that period where you <laughs> didn't necessarily have a plan set up for you? I, bro, I, it, uh, you have, I, I can't even put it to words because what happened was, is, so I'm not, I'm, I'm being that guy. I'm not applying to jobs. I'm not applying to what everyone else is doing. And I move home and my parents are like, Hey, you got six months to your college, your college loans, you know, kick in, figure it out. So I move home with no bills except my car payment. And with, in the back of my mind, in six months, I'm going to have a $600 plus monthly fee to pay for college loans. So I have six months to really get my shit together. Um, and the, so I get back home and just desperate to make some money instantly. My uncle, who happens to be the first job I ever, I ever worked, I ever had, he's like, hey, it's the summertime. He, he owns a landscaping business. Um, they sell supplies and whatnot. And so it's the summertime and they're super busy. He's like, hey, if you want to come and work, I can throw you some cash. And I was like, yeah, of course, I need to make money. And I just remember one of the days that I was working for him, it was like during the weekday and it was quiet. It was probably like 5 or 6 p.m. And it had slowed down for the day. We were closing at 8. It was like me and one more employee working. And I'm out there just like watering things and making sure everything's going good. And I just remember like having this moment of like, holy shit. I don't know if I could swear on the show, but sorry. Swear on the show, it's cool. Um, I just remember going, "Holy shit!" I just graduated college. I have a college degree. I'm six figures in debt, and I'm back to square one. I'm back to the first job I ever had. Like, what? Wh- what did I do? What did I do wrong? What am I doing? I I just remember like like being super scared. Of like, I, I just don't know. Like, it, it, man, and that's the thing. It's like this podcast and all this content stuff was not there. Like the podcast was just this idea that I had in the back of my mind. So like that was giving me some inspiration. Like I'm, I'm going to be all right. My homie Dylan uh, Reese, he's a pop artist. I grew up with him and he had gotten booked for his first tour. And so I was going to go on the road with him for a week to tour manage him. That was like the world to me. I was like, well home now i'm going on tour for a week and i'll have it all figured out and um you know it it slowly fell into place i got burned from this this job opportunity in western mass where i'm from it was like this woman she made it sound so good she was like hey you can take over this business for me and i'll take you know a percentage of profits and it was pretty much uh you were the middleman for big liquor companies and uh, retail and you be like the middleman of like you go in and like sell the products for them or you sample products and long story short that fell through the ground and so I ended up getting a text from my buddy saying hey I got an extra room in Boston right now for only a month and a half and then the lease is up and we have and I have to go somewhere else like do you want it and I saw the money I was making with Uber in Boston and I was like man I could make a living doing Uber. I'm not locked in for a year. I'm only there for six weeks. It was 900 bucks for six weeks. I was like, okay, the worst thing that happens, this doesn't work out. I come back home. I have nothing to lose right now. So I said, screw it. Went to Boston, started driving Uber full time, started putting the the podcast together. And um, it just so happened that the day I launched the podcast, I ended up moving in two days later to my apartment in Boston. So within three months, it went from graduating college, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing next, to, okay, I'm going to move to Boston. I'm going to drive Uber full time. I'm going to start this podcast and I'm going to just try to figure everything out. And slowly but surely, it started to fall into place. I was working full time in Boston. I was making a living. I was making great money to you know pay my bills and save some money. And that's when it all began of like, okay, here we go. Now we got to go all in and we have to just literally put all of our chips into this and hope to God that it works out. And it's been working out. 
it's been working out. It's been a long work in progress. You're telling me that the party's just getting started, but people don't realize you're two years into this. Yeah, the party's just getting started. Um, and I'm two, yeah, two years into it, right? Like, whew, it's been quick but long. Quick but long. And yeah. every week you're producing an episode yep. with, with guests from all different avenues, whether it's music, DJs, all different. entrepreneurs. Every- everybody Mm -hmm. that's the goal of this podcast to be honest Mm -hmm. with you and i think something about podcasts that are really unique is that we all kind of support each other one way or another we're all going through the same kind of journey like here we are i reached out to you on instagram like literally like a week ago and now we're putting this together and it just goes to show if you're doing a podcast and you're just getting started like people understand they get it it's yeah i mean i get it man like i know what it's like I know exactly what it's like to have an idea for something and, and trying to get people to want to be part of it. And maybe they just like, they look at the numbers or they're like, Oh, you've only done it for 15, 20 times. Like I get it. And I respect people that are starting. So it's like, I knew, I know how valuable it was for me and how appreciative I was when people would tell me yes in the beginning. And so I can never lose sight of what that feeling was like because I want to give it back to the people it's kind of like what I was telling you before we hopped on like this actual recording of like, I had a kid reach out to me saying, Hey, I'm a fan of the podcast. I'm coming out to LA in a couple of weeks. I'm in high school. I'm 17 years old. I'm looking to move to LA one day. Like if there's any chance we can meet up for just an hour, I'd love to. And of course you're just like, is this really worth my time? Like everybody's always going to say that. Like I'm just going to meet up with some random high schooler and just like talk to him and I could be Ubering, I could be podcasting, I could make making content, I could be doing a million other things. But I remember being 17, being in high school, he was coming from New Hampshire, so right next to me in Massachusetts. Like I know that feeling of wanting to move to LA. And so if I had take the I had I had came out to uh, LA, I think when I was 17 too. But if I had came out to LA, once again, taking myself and putting it into his shoes, if I had came out to LA and I had reached out to somebody how much would that have meant to me if that person said yes? It would have meant the world to me. And so I'm a big believer of pay it, like pay it forward, give back to people that you know are trying to learn and honestly like be appreciative of the fact that people even want to talk to me. It's very easy that I see people get, you know, you know, maybe one day if I'm at 200,000 subscribers, I can't just say yes to everything, but in the times now where it's like, I don't have people DMing me every day to meet up or do podcasts. Like, of course I'm going to say yes. Like, who am I? I'm not any better than you or any better than anybody else. Um, but I think a lot of people lose sight of that when they start getting success. And that's one thing that I've learned from Gary Vee is the humbleness is what ultimately gets you to that, that level of just like absolute greatness. Because these guys, they're not about the money. They're not just about like, what can you do for me? They're actually about giving back to the people that support them. That's what it's all about. And it's funny yeah. you say that. I had a buddy who met Gary Vee at a Jets game not too long ago. Nice. And he literally said the exact same thing. Everything that you would expect this guy to be, he's like relatively really famous now. He's got quite the following. He's definitely on yeah. mainstream media and is published pretty much every everywhere on every media platform. He's yeah. literally the most humble human being you would have ever expected. Like yeah. definitely someone who appreciates the love in every, in every way possible. Yeah. It's important, man. I mean, it really is. Like, I think that's what, um, you got to always remember where you come from and having conversations like this are like a therapy for me because I'm, I'm so constantly, what's the next thing? What are we doing tomorrow? What's the next podcast coming out that, I don't ever get a chance to actually, I don't allow myself really a lot to stop and think about how much I've progressed. And it isn't until I have conversations like this where I'll leave this conversation and I'll be like, wow, I've done so much. I just need to keep going. So as much value as it is, I hope for you, it ends up being just as much value for somebody like myself. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. man. It goes both ways. I definitely Absolutely. appreciate you taking the time out of your day to make this happen. So thank Absolutely. you for sure. Absolutely. I want to ask you about episode numero uno when you were first getting started. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Who was the guest? And yeah. do you have any particular learning lessons from the very, very, very beginning in the in in the podcast world? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think um, 
I, don't get me wrong. I know I was so I I knew. So the, I'll, so let me start with this. The first guest actually goes back to that tour I was just telling you about. I was excited. I got back from college. My homie Dylan's going on tour. He's like, hey, you can go on tour with me if you want. And I was like, yeah, let me do it. I end up going on that tour with him and I meet a tour manager who has a lot of experience in the music industry. And so I got to meet him and by the seventh day of the tour, we were stopping in our hometown. And that's where my podcast studio at the time was set up. And I was like, hey man, I pitched him the idea. I was like, I'm doing this podcast. It's focused on unfolding stories of passionate people. I'd love for you to be the first guest. And he's like, dude, I'm down. Let's do it. So he came through. We did it. He, that was the second podcast I had ever recorded. The first one was a complete test run. Um, a mutual friend of mine had some friend, a friend in town that I had never met. And so uh, he set me up with him. I was like, hey, my homie's about to start a podcast. Like, do you just want to do a mock with him? He needs somebody to try it with. He's like, yeah, why not? So this was the second podcast I've ever recorded. And it being the first one that I put out. But um, I don't know if it was because I, I think it's because I had listened to so many podcasts and I knew exactly how I wanted the podcast to the, the I wanted to paint a picture of these guests. I wanted to go through childhoods. I wanted to go through college years. I wanted to go through like how they got into the passion. And like if you go back to that episode one, I'm just this quiet like, hey, guys, welcome to the podcast. Like, <laughs> I remember overthinking it. I remember spending so much time like recording the intro. But I, I, do, I do remember feeling very proud of like that first episode release because I was like, you know what? This is the first thing I've ever done, first episode, but like this is a hell of a start. And I got a couple of text messages, a couple of DMs of people like, yo, man, this is great. Like you did a great job. And I knew I was like, man, I don't know if I was just blessed. I don't know if it was like – and this is very humble. Like I'm not – the person I am today, that person, completely different. But I knew that I had a good starting point. And the conversation flowed and the podcast went great that I knew that I was like, I was onto something. I knew my knack was people and I'm a talker. And this was like, it made sense. Like the reason of why I was starting the podcast was because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life. And all the stars aligned. So that first one was super important. Shout out to Jeremy Kogel. He's out of New York. Um, he's he, I ran into him over the summer. It was the first time I had seen him since we did the podcast. So you're looking at a year and some change, almost a year later, a little, a year and like two months later. Um, and it was just, it was, it was amazing. But yeah, it, that first episode, man, it was, uh, it was something special. It was, it was, a, it was just a little taste of like what this could become because he was also somebody that had done a lot. He had been on tours. He toured with like Hoodie Allen, like with On Cue. Like, I went to high school with Hoodie Allen. Really? Yeah. Super dope. That's super dope. Steven Markowitz. Well, Oh, that's crazy. I don't know <laughs> that much. I don't know anything really about him. I, I've heard some of his music and I've respected him. Never was like a choo-choo fan, but I respect the hustle and grind. But for me, it was like, wow, this is somebody that's associated with somebody successful and he's actually like doing this as a career. Like this is the, the idea of the podcast and that was already the first episode, you know? So that episode number one was really something special and it it, it pushed me into the right direction of where I was trying to go. For sure. When you get your guests on the show, like obviously we're striving to get people who could draw attention to the podcast. I think that's yeah. that's definitely a good marketing strategy. But what type of person are you looking for? What are some qualities that you look into? It's so hard for me to say, man, because it the podcast ends up being a selfish way for me to meet and network with people that I'm genuinely interested in. So You're speaking my language, man. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like sitting at night like, okay. I'm looking for a videographer that's from uh, California who has X amount of followers. Like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just surfing through the internet casually all the time and just like keeping my head on a swivel of like, who do I want next on the podcast? And I just, you know, as important as it is that you want people with big followings, I've also learned just because they have a big following doesn't mean they're going to support the podcast. And that's a hard lesson I learned very early on that just because somebody jumps on your show or does a thing with you, it doesn't mean that when it comes out, they're going to promote it. Like these are people that have built audiences that have taken them a long time. And so it's currency just because you give them free exchange of like content conversation doesn't mean they're going to give it back to you because you handed them a dollar bill, they could hand you back a hundred because of the following. 
you see what I'm trying to say? So yeah. you gotta like, it has to be very genuine and you have to, you know, of course I want the podcast to grow and of course I want these bigger followers, but like it, it, it's, it's to me, it's about building with the people I'm interested in and reaching out to people that I genuinely care about or want to learn more about. But there, I, I get that question a lot. Who do you look for on the podcast? I don't know. It's somebody that is young, it's passionate, that has had some success, some success, or maybe he's in the process. Uh, somebody that I'm just there's an angle to it that I want to learn more about, and that's the person I want on the show. There's no, there's no requirements. There's no, but you know, just because somebody doesn't come on my show doesn't mean like they're not successful. They're not like interesting. It just means that maybe it's not the right fit or it's not the right timing. In order for me to create the best podcast, I have to be really interested in wanting to learn more. Because I'll ask the right questions. If you're somebody that like I have no interest in, but you beg me and you beg me and we do it, it's not going to be a good conversation because I don't want to be there. I don't want to be asking you questions. That's a good point. You see? That's a great point, for sure. Mm-hmm. Where do you see Purpose in the Youth going? Now, you've been uh, doing it for uh, two years and the party is just getting started. Have yeah. you? This is kind of like two-in-one questions, but you've. I'm kind of just digging into the structure of your show for those who may not know. Yeah. You you film. You you have like a whole production team that you you mentioned beforehand. Yeah. I mean, I I really like if there was if money was no issue and I was given an unlimited budget right now, I would be doing 10x the amount of content. If I was able to do this full time, I'd be dropping content every single day from podcasts to group episodes, which is like multiple guests coming out back on the show to solo podcasts to behind the scenes content to me going out to people's workspace and interviewing them there, to blog posts, to um, interviews of blogs. Like This is going to be a much bigger platform. Uh, it just takes a long time to bring these ideas to life. But I've for sure seen Purpose in You becoming a media outlet of more than just podcasts, of more of just pushing young, passionate people's stories and – showing people like these are the people that are doing these things you can do it too and hopefully being that inspiration and being that platform like i was saying before still continue continuing to build the platform that i was seeking that i was looking for when i was in college when i was about to graduate and showing people like if all these people have done it so can you so to me purpose in youth is going to be much bigger uh it just takes a long time and, and you got to just make sure all the stars align and uh, you have to pick and choose like where you spend your time, especially when you're working full time, one job, as I'm sure you already know how it is working sales full time. Like you have to be very, very cautious of where you spend your time and attention and a lot of sacrifices have to be made because do I want to go out tonight or do I want to make a podcast, solo podcast that I know might be beneficial if I don't go out and I work on this podcast and I do it next week and the next week after that and then 10 podcasts later and then 100 later, now I built a platform and I'm living full time off of it. I'm willing to make that short term sacrifice to build on this platform that I think is going to be much bigger. Yeah. And I love how you talk about the sacrifice because people don't realize there is a lot of sacrifice that goes into this craft. Definitely. Like. Well, it's- I, I want to say this. It's not just this craft. It's any craft. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not going to like happen overnight. Like these, these, um, these dreams, these, like none of this happens overnight. And so I think for a lot of people, they think we see the end result for a lot of people and it's super easy. And I, I do it myself. I did it earlier before this podcast. Like I came across somebody's Instagram and I saw like they do this interview series and it's like full production. I'm like for literally three seconds, I'm like, fuck man. Like, I just have a studio bedroom slash GoPro setup, and they have a full production team. And I'm like, why do I even care? Like, they've been doing this for years. Like, I'm gonna get there. I just gotta keep going. I just have to start. Like, I started with no visuals at all. I started with just audio. So it's very easy to like compare yourself to other people. But as long as you're making the right necessary sacrifices today, you will get there. Like, you just have to see through the vision and just every single day continue to punch the bag. What do you think has been the biggest sacrifice you've made to make purpose in the youth uh, a reality, especially a reality in today's what what would you view what you would view as a successful podcast today? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I think the biggest sacrifice is in missing out on other things. You know, I had a I had somebody hit me up last weekend. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm hosting a uh, a release party for my new studio in downtown LA. He's you know selling clothes, free tacos, free drinks. Come on and stop by. It's like okay, I literally have nothing to lose. Like no, it doesn't cost me any money. But because I've been working on content all week, I need to pay my bills and I drive Uber, so I can't go to that event. Or last month there was another similar event of a girl that I had on the podcast. She created this amazing like film festival and as tough as it is like i just like i i can't go to everything because i'm i hate to say it but like i have to make money to pay the bills like if i didn't have to choose the That's money a reality gladly go but like i have to worry about myself before anybody else and so the biggest sacrifices is missing out on other things and having to really 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 see a value in an opportunity to go and be a part of it. And if there's 10 events in a month, maybe I go to one, maybe two at the most. But those two that I go to, I'm in my mind calculating why it's going to be a value and why I should be there over the other ones. And I really think through everything. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to show up. I'll do the research and see like who's attending, like how long is it? Where is it in LA? Like what time of day? All that is in consideration. And so the sacrifice ends up being where and where where do I like what events do I go to and what do I actually say yes to because I say no to a lot of things yeah well it's good because these are I mean I view it as a very selfish period in my life like, yeah these are the building, have to be. these are the building blocks for what's to come and if you don't put in the time now you're gonna regret your older self is gonna hate you if you don't when everybody Absolutely. else I guess has already had those building blocks established and you kind of skipped out on that period I think you know you're. I'm. I'm 24. My 34, 34 year old self will, will well, want to punch me in the face. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But you got to. It's like you just got to do it because if you don't do it now, what are you gonna do? You know, you're gonna look back at 30. Like I, the last thing I want is to turn 30 and be like, wow. I've heard this story too many times of like somebody turning 30. I'm, I'm just using 30 as a number, but like somebody turning an age and going finally hitting them like, wow, what have I been doing for six or eight years? I don't want to have that moment. I don't want to have that at all. I want to be able to like look back and know like I put it all on. And the sooner I can get everything going, the sooner I can start living this dream life that I that I vision becoming at some point. Yeah, for sure. What would you say would be the dream life for, for Bob? To wake up in complete control of my time. Okay. I call the shots uh, to be able to make content with for myself personal and also to make content with other people within my world or like other badass videographers podcasters or whatever you might have um that's the dream life to be the the without a doubt the main thing is i want to be in complete control of my time because even though i am still getting up at 6 a.m every day going to bed at midnight getting up at six going to bed at midnight calculating every hour of the day no boss. Nobody to tell me what I can and can't do. But I love knowing that like I could – it's just like a great feeling knowing. And and I work my ass off for it and anybody can do it. So it's not me bragging. Anybody wants to listen to this, you can go become an Uber driver. I can wake up tomorrow, sleep until noon, sleep until 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. And guess what? There's nothing anybody can do about it because I do what I need to do and I pay my bills and I work my ass off. But even having that like ability to like not do anything, it actually motivates, motivates me to work even harder because I know I'm in control of it. So I'm getting up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday to go slay the streets while everybody else is sleeping in on a Sunday. I'm out there working consistently over and over and over because at the end of the day, I know my goal is to be in control of my time and to be able to make content that inspires others and to make content that I enjoy making. Dude, talk about the hustle. Yeah, all day. I I do. You brought up Uber a few times. Mm-hmm. Why why Uber? Why not get a a normal corporate? I, you don't even have to call it corporate, but just like yeah. a normal job. Yeah, but I mean, Uber's. I, I mean, not to bash Uber. I'm I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as I was saying earlier, so like I didn't have a I didn't have a job or a passion figured out 
I had looked online. I had looked around to see if there was something that I was interested in. But seeing the corporate world on a small scale of what it was like from an internship, I was like, I'm not going to be another one of those people that like just does it for a year and then moves on. Like I know I don't like this structure. So why am I going to opt into it? Like if there was no other option, like if I, if Uber wasn't a thing and I wasn't making any money and I had to go do it to pay my bills, I would have done it. Like there's no questions asked. I would have done that or I would have found something else, but I was able to figure out Uber early on. Like I can make a living doing this and I can still pay my bills and I'm in complete control of my time, which is the key for when I'm trying to bring guests, when I'm trying to bring guests into my studio, especially people that are super busy, I want to work around their schedule. And so I'll tell them like, you pick a day and time that works best for you. And I damn well will make sure to be available for that. And so that's helped me a lot because if that wasn't the case, God, I don't know how I would have done this podcast because it's very hard for, for me to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, let's just use the corporate as a, an example. Um, and I'm not shitting on corporate. I want to make that clear. Like I don't, I don't take offense to it at all. I, I'm, I don't knock down anybody that does it. If you are happy and you wake up every day loving what you do, God bless your soul. Keep doing whatever that thing is. But um, if I had fallen that structure, like I was saying, it would be much harder for me to be like, hey, um, I can either do the podcast Monday through Friday after 6 p.m. or anytime during the weekend. People that are that I'm getting on the show, they're working their asses off. They don't want to work around my schedule. I need to work around theirs. Wow. Yeah. That is meaningful and i'm just gonna compare it to myself because for me only half the story is purely a side hustle as of right now so i do work it kind of does accommodate towards my own schedule selfishly and i guess maybe that has a correlation to the the guests that i get on the show because i mean yeah if you're going to be interviewing some super successful entrepreneur most definitely their calendar is probably as booked as you could possibly think of yeah and they're not going to be too flexible (laughs) i mean it's not to say like it should stop somebody from doing something in in this case podcasting but it just is a lot easier and it it, i think there's anything anybody takes away from what they're, they're listening to right now is people need to understand the value of time and people need to understand who has the leverage and what i mean by that is like if I'm reaching out to a big person, right? Like, let's just make it easy. Like there's somebody that has a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Let's just use that as a value. And I'm somebody that has 2000, right? Like them coming onto the show, they have the leverage. They have a massive following. They're doing me a favor or I'm doing them a favor because I'm getting their story. I'm going, I need to make sure that like, if they even say yes to doing this, I want to make this the easiest process possible. I want to lay out everything in detail. This is where my studio is. This is how long I need you. I'm willing to work around your schedule. Let me know when the best time to do this. I'm not sitting there like, my studio's here. When can you do it? Like, communication is very important. And for people, like, I'm not somebody that gets emails, hundreds of emails a day. Okay. Maybe I get one, maybe two if I'm lucky. But somebody that's getting 15, 20, 30 emails a day on top of everything else that they're already actually working on. They don't have time to just do this like interaction of like, hey, what's up? Can you do a podcast? Okay, when? Oh, I can do it here. Can you do it there? They don't have time for that. They need to just answer things. And so I've gotten very good at just like in that intro email, laying out everything about who I am, why I do this podcast, the vision, why I want them on the show, the guests that have been on the show, where they can check out the work within like seven sentences, you know, like just respecting people's time, respecting their attention. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it can't stop somebody from doing something, but you have to understand the value of that person's time and that they could be working on their project. And so if they're going to take an hour or two hours to spend it with you, you have to make sure that it was well worth their time and that you show that appreciation to them. Yeah. And and what you're saying right now could be applied to so many different lines of work. Of course. I I, I pride myself on being a sales guy. Like I think yep. everything we do to an extent is related to sales. And what you're saying is spot on. When sales. you're 
when you're trying to get somebody to do something, whether or not it's buying a product or doing a podcast or just about anything, yeah, you need to be flexible to that prospect. Yeah. You know, you need to Absolutely. say, hey, I'm free Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 1 o'clock. Does that work for you? If not, please suggest the time that best fits your schedule. I mean, that, this is just like real basic stuff. But in general, it's just when you are I, – I like how you kind of re- refer to it as having leverage versus yeah. not having leverage. I think that's really yeah. unique and, yeah. and definitely something that people could pick up on. You have to, man. You have to understand the leverage because if you don't, you're doing yourself you're, – you're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. I I. I value, I, I hate to say it, but like every interaction I have with these people, it's like, I know who has the leverage and I'm going to make sure to treat them with absolute respect because not only do they have the leverage, but like they don't have to be doing these things for me. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, I want to, I want to dive into maybe some of your recent episodes because you're, you're how many episodes into your podcast? 105 as of right now in three group of, uh, tomorrow will be the third group episode. So 105 solos, excuse me, 105 one-on-one guests, three group pods. And then I've done probably 10 or so solo podcasts. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you've been around the block a few times. Definitely a few. Who has been your most influential guest to you personally? Hands down drama. Drama. He on uh, fantasy factory, MTV, Robin Big, he runs a podcast called Short Story Long. He was a true inspiration for me because when I had this whole, I loved it. I like when podcasts and conversations, you can always pin back to pe- to certain things that we've already talked about because if people listen, it's like, for me, it's cool when I listen to podcasts and you connect dots. So when I was going back to like, when I graduated college, I didn't have anything figured out. I knew I wanted to start a podcast. That moment of like me trying to figure everything out, drama ended up launching his podcast and so from afar, he ended up becoming like a bigger brother slash mentor for me of like, I saw him staying consistent with it. And I knew that if he's staying consistent with it, I need to stay consistent with it. So by the time I launched mine um, in August, I just knew that I had to stay consistent. And um, to get him on the show was a huge milestone for me just because he was such an inspiration and somebody that I, I really, really looked up to. Okay, nice. Any any kind of, I guess, any any kind of takeaways from that particular episode? I mean, for me, it was just like two things. One, um, if I can get him on the show, I can get anybody on the show. I just have to keep working. But then two, once again, the humbleness. Like he came to me, he came to my crib, to my bedroom to do a podcast. Somebody that's in studio, somebody that's on, you know, huge production for MTV. He came to the little guy in the totem pole to be part of this. And that is that was the reminder of like, I need to be humble and I need to always give back to people that are starting off or that I, I don't mean this in the way that I say it, that are lower than me. I don't mean like they're less than me, but people that are that are just starting. And so it was more of two things, the humbleness and as well as like if I can get him on the show, I can get anybody on the show as long as I continue to push forward with the podcast. Any any guests you're striving to achieve today? Any certain guests? Yeah. Lewis Howes for sure. Oh, that'd be epic. Um, he's somebody I would love to get on the podcast just for the sole fact he inspired me to start a podcast. Solely him. He's the inspiration. Um, and if there's a second one, I mean, there's a lot of people I'd love to get on, but like, if you said like, who are the two, it'd be him and then Gary V without a doubt. Yeah. Those are two heavy hitters for sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I always tell people, um, Lewis Howes was the inspiration to start a podcast. Gary V was a fuel to the fire to stay, to, to, uh, you know, to keep pushing through it. And, uh, and, and drama was the bigger brother telling me like cheering me on, like, you got this, you can do this. Yeah. So when you started Youth and Purpose, I guess now you're kind of building up this crowd and this following, but there's probably a period of time where you're just hearing crickets after every episode, which I'm experiencing mm-hmm. today. I mean, yeah. as every week I po- post an episode, if I get feedback on that particular episode, it's a great week. But absolutely, you know, when you're when you're doing all this work and you're not really necessarily seeing any immediate ROI, what pushed you to keep going? Because you have to. You know, I so I got very fortunate because 
that artist that I was talking about earlier that I grew up with, I had been with him since the beginning, the very beginning of him starting to make music. And so for eight years, I saw him bust his ass when nobody cared, when nobody was listening. And I saw him see through the vision and I, and then I saw him go on tour. I went on tour with him and I saw him play in front of fans. And so I knew what it took. I knew that in the beginning, no matter who you are, what you start, nobody is going to care. That's the case for every single person. And I knew that I had to get through this period of like nobody knowing who I was, nobody really understanding the vision I was starting. Um, I just got, I was very fortunate to have seen it before my eyes of a musician going from ground zero to going on tour. And so I knew that I just have to keep pushing every single week, keep punching the bag, keep releasing episodes. Even if nobody's reaching out or showing love, I just need to keep pushing forward because at some point, something, something's going to click. I'm going to get one person to shout out saying like, hey, man, great podcast. Then I'm going to get two. Then I'm going to get three. And it's just going to keep building. Um, so like that early on stage was just like, I just have to keep punching the bag. I know that it's going to come. And as hard as it is, as I'm sure for you, like you're not seeing what you want, let conversations like this, let, let stories of other podcasters be the inspiration that like the only thing that is going to separate you from getting to that point of getting random DMs of people saying like, love this episode or them screenshotting it, posting Instagram story is consistency and continuing to show up. That's the only thing that is stopping you from getting to that point. Let's go for sure. 100%. It's a consistency and keep punching back. So if you're listening to that and you're working on a, any kind of craft where you're not necessarily seeing any sort of immediate result, write that down, put it in the front of your mirror, look at it every single day because that is the truth. Put my beard as your background on your phone and let that be the reminder too. The beard? Oh man, dude. It's the bearded man. It's the world's favorite bearded man. The world's favorite bearded man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's got to be a good one all right i want to ask you about your daily routine because you have a unique schedule and then we'll we'll dive into some rapid fire questions as we conclude the episode what do you think yeah yeah that sounds good to me um right. so the daily routine yeah daily routine because you you work for yourself you drive uber yeah. which is super yeah, unique I mean, and obviously super flexible as you mentioned beforehand but like yeah let, let's let's get to the details. Like, do you wake up at 6 a.m.? you work out? Like, yeah. what are some of the rituals that you keep yourself just level-headed throughout the day to make yourself show up and continually yeah. be your best self? It took me uh, quite some time to, to figure out what, what the true routine was. And so it was just this, like, consistent, like, trying this, trying that, seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. And so my key to success right now has been um, I get up at 6. I do, like, a 15 to 20-minute yoga session in my house to, like, stretch out. And then go to the yoga. Gym. Yeah, I'm about that yoga life now. It's crazy. LA changed the kid. Um, <laughs> uh, then I go to the gym for about, I lift weights for about maybe 50 minutes, do some sauna for about 15 minutes, come back, have a shake, shower, meditate for 15 minutes. And so usually ends up being, I get up at six and then I'm finally sitting down ready to start working at my computer at 9 a.m. Usually I'll work here from like 9 a.m. till 1 or 2 p.m. And then that's when I'll get on the Uber grind and drive from 2 to 11 o'clock at night um, and make my way back. Some days when I do the podcast, I usually schedule them for 11 a.m. So I'll wake up, do the same routine, come back, set up the studio, turn the bedroom into the studio. Um, they'll usually come for 11, get them out by 1-ish, and um, – and then go on their Uber grind by once again two three o'clock, and it's pretty much the same schedule all the time. Wow, I am yeah. curious because you do drive for Uber. Give me some crazy stories that just had to happen to you throughout all these years picking up random strangers. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. My rule of thumb is I never drive past midnight, um, and so I've never had like the craziest crazy stories. I mean, when I was living in Boston, and my old car had somebody yak in my car, which was a pain in the ass. Um, but other than that, I've never really had like anything absurd. There's been just, I'm, I wish I kept a journal of like all the random stories, but I mean, I brought in, I brought in a guy, a couple to their wedding. I've had, the, <laughs> a couple, I've had a couple break up in my car. I've brought in recently a woman to a blind date and she was like, so ready to bail out of it. Um, I've done everything, man. I've done everything, every type of ride, every type of person you can imagine. I've leaned into that conversation and 
yeah, man, it's 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 a priceless experience that I'm gonna look back on when I get older and be like, wow, that taught me a lot about people. Yeah, probably too, like just to be a better conversationalist because here, here you are picking up strangers. You got to make the most of your time there. Exactly, it's it's pretty much training one on one for podcasting because I'm having interviews essentially every single day talking to people. You end up being literally like an uber therapist. Um, and I think that's more so because of my personality and I like to open up the, the floor to conversation with people. Um, and so I, you end up hearing anything and everything about people's personal lives because they know they're going to get in your car and then they're going to leave and then that's going to be it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a good five-minute friend right there. That's it. Five, ten minutes, get you in, get you out, send you on the way. Hope I get the five stars and keep it moving. It's all about the five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, let's dive into some rapid fire questions as we conclude the episode. No. First one I want to ask you is if you have any particular advice to your younger self. Try more things. I think I was scared to uh, try. I think I was scared to try a lot of things, whether it was uh, nervous to fail or my friends weren't doing it. Um, and to also stop when you don't love something. I did. I did. I played basketball. I played soccer. I played golf um and I, I think for a long time there were periods that maybe i wasn't truly passionate but i did it because my friends were part of it and maybe like to make sure my father was happy to make him happy he wasn't like forcing me but if i had to give myself younger advice to be try more things and when you don't love something stop and move on to the next thing that's beautiful advice yeah for sure and i think it's not even necessarily applicable to your younger self but just about anybody at any age a hundred percent for sure all right next question if you were to have a dinner party now here you are the host of not only purpose in the youth podcast but purpose in the youth podcast dinner okay who are you inviting what are you making and why who am i inviting how many people do you want dude it's up to you man it's your party uh, i mean that's that's a big that a question alone is very very broad but i will say um i'm have i'm gonna have gary v on one side of me <laughs> okay who's on the other side though gary v's on one side i'm gonna have gary v on one side i'm gonna have scooter braun on the other i don't want to say lewis house that's that's too easy because i said that earlier i'm gonna have scooter braun on one side of me because he's a great entrepreneur businessman talent manager and i'm gonna have gary v on the other side we're going to have a three-course meal. We're going to have Caesar salad. We're going to have um, grilled chicken uh, with a baked potato. And then we're going to have some Oreo cake as dessert. And I'm going to send those guys on their way. But those would be the two people I would make sure on either side of me. And that would be the food. Is that is there three questions within that? Yeah. There was, there was food and then it was who I was inviting, right? Food, who you're inviting, and and why? But dude, you touched all yeah. bases for sure. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, solid, Gary me and Twitter Bond for solid, sure. Solid crew. Yeah. All right, and last question. I'm gonna bring it back to the premise of the podcast. This is only mm -hmm. half the story podcast for two reasons. First, my last name is Half, so it just kind of yeah. makes sense that way. And yeah, lastly, yeah. I'm interviewing passionate people of those who are in the pursuit of achieving their goals and dreams. So I think I was sharing with this you earlier. Most podcast talk shows, they have this, you know, they, they have this similar structured show where they're interviewing the super successful person. They have this grand story to share on how they got to where they are. But I want to reverse engineer that concept and really Oops. take a deep dive into the current tangible steps they're taking to pursue their ultimate goals and dreams. So with that being said, Babe, how do you want to put your stamp on the universe? How do I want to put the Bob A bearded stamp on the universe? Yes. I mean, you know what I mean? It, like, at the end of the day, I, I need to make sure that I'm always loving what I'm doing, right? Like, that's going to be key. And in order for me to do that, or let me let me reverse that. So I, the, the whole thing is of why I started the podcast still is the reminder, the remainder of why I do what I do. I want to show people like you can have an idea to start something and you can do it. You just have to execute it. Right. And if I become the best version of myself and continue to put out the content that I'm doing, then I hope that my stamp is going to be 
just being a good example of doing it the right way, putting putting like my head down and putting in the work, showing people you can really like it's, they they you hear this advice all the time, but I don't think people really understand it until they start to marinate these ideas that they have that you can really like turn just this random idea into something. I mean, you could look around at everything you have around you. You can like literally if people are listening to this, like the phone that you're listening to this on was just an idea at one point. Like I know that's hard to, to think about because we're so used to it. But at one point, these iPhones and these smartphones were just an idea. And so you can really turn these ideas into fruition. And if at, any, at the end of the day, if I can just be in another example of a success story of somebody that had an idea, brought it to life and, and gave people some positivity and gave them some inspiration, then I'd say that's a job well done. And that's kind of what I'm working towards. And if I can make that happen, I'd be pretty satisfied with that. Hey, man, and I want to touch it off with a paraphrase of Steve Jobs that the world that we currently live in was made up of people who are no much smarter than you. You're right. Boom. That's a, Icing that's on a the great cake. Steve Jobs quote right there. I man. don't know if I said it word for word correctly, but it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, Bob A. Is it Bob Bay or just Bob? Bob Bay. <laughs> well, thanks for being Chapter 18 of Only Half the Story Podcast, man. I truly appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on the show, brother. And there you have it, chapter 18. Put it in the bank with the one and only Bobby. Once again, Purpose in the Youth podcast to be linked on the show notes below. Please check it out. Support the good man. This is only half the story podcast. My name is Andrew Haft, and we'll see you next time.